0: Hello, and welcome to NextReads, a podcast where we read the first chapter of a young adult or middle grade book to help you figure out what to read next. This podcast might contain language or situations some listeners might find offensive or unsettling. The North Liberty Library does not necessarily endorse any author's views, but it does support the freedom of speech and the freedom to read. Now on to the show. I'm your host, Erin, Youth and Teen Services Librarian at the North Liberty Library. My pronouns are she and her. Welcome, listeners. So today's story is going to be scary. Just a heads up. I'm going to read from Scary Stories for Young Foxes, The City. This book is by Christian McKay Heidegger, and there are really beautiful black and white illustrations through the chapter headings and those are by Junyi Wu. Now this title might sound familiar to some of you. There was another book published a couple years ago by Christian McKay Heidecker that was called Scary Stories for Young Foxes. So while this isn't necessarily a sequel to that book, it's a companion to that book and it goes with the similar theme of different chapters, and the overall story is narrated by a particular fox in this case. If you haven't read the first book, I highly, highly recommend it. I don't think you necessarily need to read the first one in order to read this one, but it'll definitely give you a feel for what the second book is like as well. So in the first one, there were stories that followed These two fox kits named Yuli and Mia, and their adventures in the forest as they try to get back to their homes. There are themes in that first book that I imagine will be in the second one, including abandonment, violence, and adventure, but also some bullying and separation issues. So, just a little content warning. I was actually scared at one point when I was reading it, but I loved it and I had to finish it and it was so great and I recommend it to about everyone that kind of fell into the age range that could handle it. So again, probably fourth grade and up and also not for the sensitive of heart. So I'm just going to read the book flap of this to kind of give you an idea of what we're dealing with. A frightened stranger stumbles through the twisted antler wood. Wounded, deep and mumbling, his paw prints filled with blood. Three young foxes sniff him out beneath the winter glow. They listen to his gasping tail while sheltered from the snow. A barn holds swaying secrets, hung and dripping from its eaves. A shade plucks foxes from the night, invisible as leaves. The ragged wait for helpless things while grinning in its tomb. A cold machine grinds foxes up and drools them in the gloom. The clicking teeth of hollow hounds resound down empty streets. The ladies smear their faces white and lure kits with their sweets. A figure gathers paws and eyes with nimble rubber hands. And foxes wake to metal scrapes, their limbs pinned down by bands. Three young foxes need the ground, uncertain what to do. Will turning tail save your hide when the stories come for you? So that's the intro on the flap. The chapter titles The White Barn, A Howl on Hawthorne Street, The Tomb of Viteri, Rat a Thunk, Rat a Thunk, The Mad Hounds, House of Silk and Incense, Rubber Hands, and Foxfire. So that might give you a little indication of what is to come. So I'm gonna start and I'm going to read the first chapter, also known as the introduction for this particular book. Winter had arrived in the antler wood. Clouds spilled across the sky, darkening as they came. Their faces were a drizzled gray that shifted with the wind. They sneered and mourned, cackled and wept as they bled the warmth from the air and withered the last of the green things. The clouds stretched their mouths, miles wide and emptied their frozen throats. They buried the world in white. Rabbits huddled in their warrens. Squirrels squeezed into their trunks. Deer sought pockets beneath the pines, lest the storm spot them with its shifting faces and end them with its claws of ice. The wood grew so deathly quiet, no creatures dared disturb it. No creatures save the foxes, that was. Three kits romped through their first heavy snowfall of the season, discovering it with their whiskers and paws. They bounded up plumes of frost and tackled one another in gratifying crunches, disrupting as much of the pristine landscape as foxingly possible. "'I can make a blizzard,' the alpha said. She clamped onto a branch and brought an avalanche down on her siblings' ears. "'I can make a snow lizard,' the beta said, belly flopping in the white." Legs splayed, leaving an impression behind. The runt watched his sisters command winter with their very muzzles, and he stuck his face into the snow without any plan for what would happen next. The snow ran right up his nostrils and he sneezed an icy spray. Nope, the runt cried, trying to squint the flakes from his face. I hate it. Let's go back to the den. Let's go back to the den forever. The alpha panted clouds into the crisp air. Mom said we can't set paw in the den without a fresh catch each. She also said she'd pluck a whisker for every snowflake we drag inside, the beta said, then gnawed a white clump from her tail. The runt pawed at his numb muzzle, making sure it was still there. The alpha tried not to laugh. Move around, she instructed. It'll thaw your hunting instinct. The runt attempted to hop across a fresh stretch of snow and then vanished, his berry brown fur enveloped in white. The alpha felt a squeeze in her chest. Because she was the biggest, she was responsible for her siblings when their mom wasn't there. Her whiskers worried over their every movement. The runt's ears popped out of the snow and the alpha's tail relaxed. He paddled his paws as if he were drowning, trying to reach solid crust. I can't do it! I can't even walk. Guess you gotta starve then, the beta said, romping deeper into the trees. Ha, ha. The runt gave up trying to escape the drifts and rested his muzzle on his paws, his shiny eyes reflecting the winter wood. Don't worry, the alpha said. She grabbed him by the scruff and helped him to a bare patch of earth beneath a branch. If you don't catch anything today, I'll help you take our sister down and we'll eat her. The runt's whiskers curled into a wicked grin, then fell slack. Wait, but not really though, right? The alpha rolled her eyes. Come on, the beta called. Time to hunt, runt. The runt bounded after her. Mom told you stop calling me that. Why can't I just be Omega? Or how about what if you called me the Fang? The alpha let them go. She tested the snow with her paws until she found a section that held her weight, then delicately padded across it. It was nice having a little distance from her siblings. The runt and the beta were about as stealthy as forest fires. This hunt would most likely end with the alpha catching three critters and giving one to each of them so their mom would let them back inside. The alpha turned her ears downward. She swiveled them left, then right, searching for the tickle of rodent activity beneath the shifting ice. But she didn't hear a skitter, not a squeak. The buried earth was frozen to stillness. Ears perked, the alpha noticed the prey wasn't the only thing that had gone quiet. Her siblings hadn't made a sound in minutes. Not a whimper, not a yelp. Beta, she called, Omega. The snow-laden branches caught her voice and froze it. She sniffed out her siblings' groove of doubled paw tracks and bounded along them. The snow grew deep and deeper still, rising past her ears. Soon she had to leap just to see a single flash of the forest before falling back to white. Her siblings were nowhere to be seen. Their scent was lost on the frosted air. She went faster. A few leaps later, the alpha smelled blood, fresh blood. It colored the wind, salty and warm, Her nose twitched while her belly pinched in fear. Was that a fox's blood she smelled? The alpha bounded ahead, refusing to let the snow get the best of her paws. The stench thickened, leading her to the green needle scent of a pine tree. Its branches were weighted by piles of white trapping the shadows within. She took a breath, then another, and then she muzzled through the snowy needles, sticking her muzzle into the darkness where she spotted two bushy tails the runt and the beta their blood still in them you are so dead she said slipping beneath the branches the bed of brown needles was soft and prickly against her paws when i tell mom you ran away she's gonna nip your ears to stubs neither responded they stared at something half obscured by the trunk the alpha saw the thing's fur and lunged forward placing herself beneath it and her siblings. Her lips curled around her fangs while her hackles grew sharp. A fox lay on his side. Blood foamed in the corners of his lips and crusted in the fur of his belly. He had a small cut at the base of his ear. The alpha's hackles softened when she saw that the fox's chest was as still as the needles beneath him. What do you think got him? the beta whispered. What do you mean, got him? The runt asked. Things don't get foxes. We get things. The alpha sniffed toward the fox's wounds and smelled something like rotten eggs. Should we bury him? The beta asked. Ooh, the runt said. Or what if we drag him back to the den? I call this as my catch. No, the alpha said. He might have curses. Now that she knew the fox wasn't a threat, she wondered what had killed him. Their mom would want to know. The alpha swelled her chest, trying to become bigger than her fear, and she took a step. What are you doing? The beta hissed. I want to see what happened to him, she whispered, creeping closer. What if whatever killed him is hiding behind that trunk? The beta asked. What if whatever killed him is burrowing around in his dead body? Waiting to jump out and burrow into you, the runt said in a single breath. The alpha gritted her teeth. As always, her siblings were not helping. She proceeded slowly and reached the fox, but she couldn't find his wound. She lowered her muzzle to nudge him over and... (laughs) The fox gasped to life. The beta yelped while the runt whimpered and they both dove through the branches. The alpha backed away, muzzled lower, lips snarling, hackles rising to deflect the stranger's fangs. The stranger's eyes were wide with fear. Who's there? He said, his voice gummy with blood. The alpha kept her distance. He was bigger than she was. She wasn't sure if she could fend him off, even with his injury. Please, the stranger said, his voice ragged. I won't hurt you. I need your help alpha bent her legs, ready to dive through the branches, grab the runt, nudge the beta, and not stop running till they reached the den. But then the runt popped his head through the needles. What do you need help with? (sniffs) The alpha huffed, silencing him. See, the beta whispered to the runt from behind the branches. Stuff like this is why you're not going to survive till spring. The runt scowled. We can't help you, the alpha growled at the stranger. You need to leave this place. Please, the stranger said, I must tell you what happened if you don't listen. His voice trailed off in a gurgle, leaving the alpha to try and finish the thought. Quiet fell beneath the pine. Four foxes breathed. The alpha gazed beyond the stranger. Through the pine tree's parting branches, along the smear of red which trailed across the winter wood. The beta stuck her head through the needles. No hurt in listening, right? There are two of us and only one of him. Three of us, the runt said. And he's hurt, the beta said. The alpha looked at her siblings, heads poking through the needles, noses wet and shiny. She sniffed toward the stranger's bloody path, as blinding red as the snow was white. She wished her mom were here. Go home, Omega, she said. No way, the runt said. You go home. Except, wait, actually, don't. Stay here with me. You heard her, the beta said. Go be with mom. We'll come back home soon. Fine, I'll go home. The runt flopped onto his side. If you drag me. The alpha considered doing just that, but the thought made her teeth hurt. We can listen for a while, she said, but if I say run, you run. The siblings slipped through the branches and shook the snow from their fur. The alpha sat before the bloodied stranger, pointing her nose so her siblings sat a tail behind her. What did this to you? The alpha asked the stranger. The stranger licked red from his lips. I I cannot start at the end. His rattling breath refused to catch. The runt kneaded the needles with his paws, seeming to have second thoughts about staying. Is this a, um, scary story? Yes, the stranger said, but there are no wild beasts, no starvation, no frozen tails, nothing found in a forest. Wincing, he raised his head to look at them. This is not a story about survival. The fox siblings glanced at one another. What other kinds of stories were there? It begins, the stranger said, on a farm. I love farms, the runt said. Farms have chickens. I like chickens. I like to shake them till they die. The stranger closed his eyes. It wasn't that kind of farm. And that is the end of the chapter. So, I hope you found that chapter intriguing enough to check it out. If not, well, there's always another book just waiting to be discovered. I will link some read-alikes in the show notes. And please know that this is a story that may not have a happy ending. I don't know. If you like Watership Down by Richard Adams or Poppy by Avi, this would be a good one to check out. If this seems a little too scary for you, there's always PAX by Sarah Pennypacker and the sequel that just came out, which I'm very excited to read. Perhaps we will do a first chapter about PAX. There's also scary stories to tell in the dark, but again, I'll be sure to link some other books that might be of interest in the notes. And I hope you join me next time for another next reads. Thanks.